never again. No, no. Cinderella. Cinderella, nobody's fool. This band still holds up to this day, man. Cinderella holds up. So, go listen to Cinderella this this uh, weekend when you're just driving on the highway. You want to roll the windows down and just get some good tunes in the air. Or when you're doing some yard work, some gardening, whatever. Just chilling. Of course, I'm able to play it tonight. Why? Because I'm not on YouTube for a week starting today. Just when things started really, uh, the momentum suddenly, you know, we, when we stream live every night, we're streaming live on six or seven platforms simultaneously and then of course that nearly triples afterwards when I upload it to BitChute and to uh, into SoundCloud which then RSS's out to God knows how many podcast providers at this point. So um, I woke up this morning and I saw that our chat from back in June with with um, with Susan Olson was flagged for medical misinformation. You cannot give uh, no, no personal opinions allowed. It's actually my fault because I usually take those types of conversations down after about 24 hours just so that there is a streaming option on YouTube and then I just syndicate it elsewhere and I archive it elsewhere. Uh, and I, I just for, forgot about it after a few days and it just stayed there. And of course, the last couple of nights we have been having pre-2021 viewing numbers on YouTube. Maybe it's the Timcast bump that has just kicked in a week late. I don't know how that works, but the the momentum the last couple of nights over there has really been amazing. And I got home last night, and I knocked on wood, but of course that doesn't work. I told Lauren, I said, you watch, this is when we get a strike. And I woke up, and it was from a month ago, or nearly a month ago, whatever. Anyway, that means I can play Cinderella and Van Halen and all that other stuff. And uh, and Matt is here. What is going on, Matt? Hello, Francis. How's your day, man? I hated it. You hated it. As you know, always. Every time you come in here, you talk as if it was the worst day of your life. Couldn't have been. Every day it's the worst day. Oh, hold on. What's going on with Mike that? Mike has failed. Yeah, what the hell is that? I don't know. Hold on. You see? Okay. You see? Yo, you brought that juju into this into this studio. It's following me, <laughs> I'm cursed by Vecna. Don't you dare! I I finally watched the. Uh, I finished Stranger Things. It's fucking awesome, it was right? Yeah, Eddie no, Munson. It's, it's great, man. Um, and and that's the whole thing. They they went and they they killed off Eddie. They're, he all, had, they're all coming back though. They, dude, I, they need to kill more people. They are. Max should have died. Robin should have died. There's, you have to, you have to, when you're getting this close to the end, you have to be able to make some hard emotional cuts. But otherwise, um, what a, what a big rebound because seasons two and three were meh, but four was right up there with one. Um, anyway, that's what we're doing. Oh, what are we doing tonight? That's what we're doing tonight. Uh, we have Ping Trip that's coming on the show tonight. I, uh, he, he's a hilarious guy. He's been on many times. He's our friend. I'll play one of his latest super cuts. He actually did one of. Tim Pool's show, so um, I think that everybody will enjoy how hilarious that one is. But Matt's here. We'll begin to be hanging out in the second half of the show. I have got I have got some amazing compilations of, of prank phone calls that I got to play that I know Matt is going to love, and it's a, it's a it's prank phone calling one person in particular that uh, I think everybody's going to enjoy this, but especially Matt. And I know when Matt has a good time, everybody at home has a good time. So I'm just going to try to keep things light on a Friday night. And I also 
Ladies and gentlemen, these are the names. There's oh, well over, I think there has to be 50 or 60 names at least from the people who have put in at least, uh, one super chat over the last 48 hours to be able to win my copy of Malachi Martin's Windswept House. This was my copy of the, that's not me, that's me. This is my copy of the book for the book club that just concluded. It has all my notes and highlights in there. I'm going to write an inscription. Aurora has already written her inscription. That's her. She wrote the, all the, that's it. There you go. That's Aurora's inscription for you. Uh, who, who is it going to be? We're going to do this right after the intermission break. And that's just what I hope. I hope that the word get, gets out there that we're elsewhere on YouTube because there's going to be a lot of people who think that suddenly we just took a week off, which I don't understand how that's even possible. But there are people out there who just, that's what they accept. Um, I did something crafty, though. I put up a new YouTube channel banner that replaces the old one temporarily that lets everyone know we've been so we have been suspended for a week and where to find us so hopefully that mitigates the disaster that this usually is when we take time off and and people just uh, forget about us for a week but there you go a lot of that to do tonight so let's get started thanking my sponsors bluemonsterprep.com and secretnaturecbd.com i want to i want to uh, plug them both together a couple times this week since the week was short but secret nature Good way to ha uh, to relax, especially relax after you have gone and shopped for all of your family's necessities at BlueMonsterPrep.com. Food, water, communication, first aid. You need it. You need it. It is insurance that you can eat, that you can tangibly use, will not disappear on you. It'll last for decades. Go ahead and do it and take one thing off your mind. BlueMonsterPrep.com, SecretNatureCBD.com for the benefits of full-spectrum cannabinoids and terpenes without the high wonderfully wonderfully cultivated flower over there so uh, use promo code frankly for both let's get into our grab bag because it's a uh, it's an interesting one here we go first one up is from the Los Angeles Times as monkeypox hits California's LGBTQ community activists say not enough is being done I'll tell you what you can do just for a couple of weeks don't go hanging out at the bathhouse. That's the, it's really the only thing you need to do. It's the only thing you need to do, okay? Just take it easy and don't go to the bathhouse for a couple of weeks. But you can't say that. You can't say that. They're, I guess they're, they're, they want something else to be done. Then, of course, you have the, you have this guy over here, President Ron Burgundy who is reading all of his liner notes out loud again. Here is Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, I swear to God. Hold on. Let me get Matt up on the screen with me. Uh, there he is. Here is Joe Biden making some pointless statement about the sanctity of abortion again. And you'll hear him even read the liner note to repeat the line again. I guess they're trying to add emphasis for him. But he is uh, he's be, he's below second grade reading level at this point. Listen to this. It is noteworthy that the percentage of women who register to vote and cast a ballot is consistently higher than the percentage of the men who do so. End of quote. Repeat the line. Women are not... <laughs> Repeat the line. He puts his hands up like this is something that... Unbelievable. But uh, this is what he does. Women are not without electoral and or political... Or, or maybe precise, not and or. Oh or political...
I know it's a it's a it's a well, shit show. So what do they think? A hundred percent of women just support exactly all types of abortion. Exactly. They 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 it's a, it's lying across the board. It's lying across the board. Um, they've been making even more outrageous lies about what is going to happen in red states if if people have uh, you know experience ectopic uh, ectopic uh, pregnancies, which are um, you know they're they're not viable pregnancies to begin with, or miscarriages, stillborn. They're trying to say that if you have a miscarriage, you're going to jail. They want to scare people so badly, but they're talking to such a, a fraction, a fraction of the country. Uh, but because they own the media, and it's because they still have some kind of control over perception on social media, they're able to project a majority that just is not there. You can you can see it, you can feel it. Sometimes you can be surrounded by a mob, and that's uh, that's more than enough to that's more than enough to make you think twice. But still, but anyway, you see how feeble of a man he is. It's no wonder why Russia is this confident the, this, these days. Then here is a statement that was released yesterday by the Russian news agency out there, uh, TASS, 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 I don't know. Here, listen to this from July 7th of, of this year. Onset of special operations indicates shift to cardinal peak, a cardinal breakup of U.S. world order, says Putin. Moscow, July 7th. The West should have understood that it had lost from the very beginning of Russia's special military operation in Ukraine because this is a shift to cardinal dismantling of the U.S.-led world order, Russian President Vladimir Putin said on Thursday. Quote, they, the West, should have understood that they have already lost from the very onset of our special operations, um, our special military operation because its beginning also indicates the beginning of a cardinal dismantling of the world order U.S. style. This is the beginning of a shift from the U.S.'s liberal globalist egocentric or egocentrism to a truly multipolar world, he said at a meeting with the leadership of lower house of parliament and the leaders of parliamentary factions. I thought he was supposed to be dead by now. The head of state added that such a world is based on, quote, not on some selfish rules somebody made up for themselves that have nothing behind them except for the aspiration for hegemony, that is a consolidation of power and being the predominant force in any any industry or anything else, not on a hypocritical double standards, but on international law, the genuine sovereignty of peoples and civilizations, on their will to follow their historical fate, their values and traditions, to build cooperation based on democracy, justice, and equality. Now, you can say that's all fluff, but um, but I think it's amazing... To say that this has really started, it uh, it lost the breakup from the very first day of operations because we know what the operations were. It was about NATO. It was about Western intelligence that had already sunk their teeth into an asset that was the country we we know as Ukraine. And um, it should be said that most what I think is pretty reliable especially on the results that we're seeing right now, now that we, you know, hindsight is in many ways 2020. I know that they're going to try to escalate this no matter what and bring it to nuclear blows. But still, the data that I'm seeing is really that Russia has only deployed maybe about 20% of their total armed forces. And the equipment is notably superior to a lot, lot of things. And it's fact, the EU and the US seem to have been dumping vast quantities of old equipment into the hands of uh, of the Ukrainians, maybe just like to to get rid of their 
their old stores or whatever, make a, make a buck on it. I have no clue what's going on there. But um, the other thing there we, have, we know is that around 2014, there was only about 6,000 members of the Ukrainian army. Then the CIA and Mossad and everybody else moved in, and they started training up a larger fighting force in Ukraine, which I believe swelled to somewhere around 100,000. But, but like most things that Western adventurists do when they go into a conquered land and they build up domestic fighting forces, they're usually not very good at what they do. So that's why they've collapsed in about four months. I mean, you can you can see that from what we, we did in Afghanistan, that was 20 years of investment that went up in smoke in less than four months. Um, but that's what we have. The other thing was we had this uh, former Prime Minister Abe, the assassination. Matt, you see this? Yeah, he got, uh, you see the gun that the person made? It was just two pieces of piping taped onto a piece of wood. Yeah. It was like a homemade cannon. Yeah, some crazy liberal killed him. And he just walked up. Dude, he just, he just walked up. Oh, it's on this re- video of it? D- yeah. Oh, I didn't see the video I, of I it. just can't believe how vulnerable, how vulnerable he was as far as um, he was just exposed. This guy walked up behind him. He like, doesn't have any guards. He had guards there, but they were all... They failed. It was, it was a horrible setup. It was bad. He was just speaking in public, and he was completely exposed. So I really don't understand what the hell was going on there. Was there, like, going to be a re-election that he was going to run or something? Or is he, like, I don't know. retired? I don't know. I think he's... I, I don't know too much about the Japanese... Um, Maybe it was Yakuza, bro. I don't know. Whoever the fuck runs that country. I don't know, but, you know, a, uh, NPR and all of our domestic um, propaganda... Or, or I should say globalist propaganda nonsense um, uh, institutions here. NPR, which actually takes its, take, uh, it takes its funding from the public, from us, they were absolutely despicable in covering this. The first crack, the NPR, NPR's first crack at their headlines was to call Abe a divisive arch-conservative, whatever the hell that means. Like, I guess that's an arch-villain type of thing. So it's it's okay that they assassinated him, but it's not okay. Eh, you know? Absolutely despicable. I mean, all day there, I saw some outlets classifying him as a, of course, you got a lot of right-wing nationalist stuff, or somebody, I forgot who the hell said it, ultra-nationalist. Isn't that scary? <laughs> that's a scary, that's not, that sounds like he could shoot, like, lasers from his eyes. Yeah, it sounds like ultra-maga. Ultra, ultra nationalist. That's what Abe was, but he was cordial with Donald Trump, and therefore he was a divisive leader who met an untimely end. That's all we need to understand when you when you're reading the news from these fucking losers, these lunatics, and 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 an untimely end at the hands of gun violence. By the way, because The Walking Dead, Joe Biden, he actually blamed it in a statement on gun violence, even though it it seems to have been a homemade shotgun, as you said. So hopefully the Japanese will wise up and make it illegal for murderers to make homemade cannons because... Or you can just do way simpler than that and just make murder illegal. And we won't have to worry about that anymore. In general. That would be great. Yeah, murder's bad. Uh, Here's something else I want to put out there. I know that... I know a lot of people are probably hearing about the news with Twitter and Elon Musk... 
but Elon Musk is starting to back out, well, d- trying to definitively back out of the deal. Um, it seems that where this is the, where the stalemate has been is that Twitter is obviously suppressing all of their data on spam. And I mean, listen, would you want to buy a psycho robotic wasteland for $44 billion? Twitter is in a tough spot right now because if they tell the truth about what their platform is, they're toast. If they continue to stonewall, then the prevailing question is going to be, damn, obviously it's bad, but how bad is it? But um, they insist that Twitter is only 5% spam, which is an absolute joke. And that's outside of... That's outside of organizational censorship, the echo chambering of people, media suppression. Spam is not even something. We were talking about this with with um, Zach Voorhees. That's not even something that I would presume is largely being operated by Twitter because anybody, anybody with the resources can actually can create thousands of spam, spam accounts on, on multiple platforms to do one thing or another. Now, they probably know quite a few organizations that are working the platform like this because, you know, spam is a very effective way to astroturf opinion on certain issues or create discord on certain issues that we're not supposed to ever agree on. Um, but, um, but, of course, the story does not end there. And this is something we're going to have to find a little time to follow over the next week or so because now Twitter is saying that it is preparing to sue Elon Musk to ensure that the sale goes through at the agreed upon price. So Twitter is, is ready to sue him to complete the sale. That's allowed? That's a thing? I, d- dude, so th- this, this Days of Our Lives story is not going anywhere just yet. So just... <laughs> Follow along even loosely, and it'll give you a couple of chuckles now and again. Um, all right, 2.13 or 7.13. We will be right back, starting this one off. Ping Trip is coming on at the bottom of the hour. I hope you guys and gals are enjoying yourself already. Don't go anywhere. In fact, share this far and wide now more than ever because people need to know. They need to know. They need to learn like I learned. Be right back. Are you a Chicken McNugget? No. <laughs> Aurora, are you Chicken McNugget? No. Excuse me, are you a banana? No. It's broccoli? You're broccoli? That's so funny. Mommy, yeah. it's broccoli. You're broccoli. You let one ant stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? Let's ride!
My lover stands on golden sands And watches the ships that go sailing It's one of those nice, warm, warm, balmy nights that if you just can put on an AM radio, transistor radio somewhere, and light yourself a citronella candle, and sit on your back porch, and if this can come crackling through, it can probably take you to a simpler time, a nicer time. Or you can just watch this show, we'll kind of we'll weave it into the things that we do here and there. Oh boy, so what a week. A short one, but a great one. And next week is going to be just as as interesting because the guest lineup is uh, amazing. On Monday, July 11th, we have Kip Herridge coming on. He's the one who founded VRAinsider.com. He's been on the show a few times before to talk um, financials and, and the, the stock market and the global markets and gold and hedging against calamity. And uh, he's pretty uh, he's pretty red-pilled in his approach, and he's become a pretty good friend of mine. So I'd love to have him on just to talk shop about, I don't know, what is really going on, what timetables we're living on, and what can average people do so that whenever the, I don't know, the pendulum swings close enough that it starts tearing our shirts open, we can pretend or we can be defended enough so that we don't have take that much of a haircut. Then on Tuesday, July 12th, we have Leo Zagami coming on. Leo Lion Zagami. We're going to be talking about Illuminati. This is a guy who is rubbed shoulders with them, who has been on the inside, has been on the on the side of both fences, and I cannot wait to... Uh, I've heard so many of his interviews. It's going to be great to have him on, ask our own questions, and just uh, and have, have a ball, I'm sure. I'm hoping. It'll be the first of many appearances. On Thursday... You know, did I get those right? Yes. Wednesday, nothing. On Thursday, Jeff Harmon, the astrologer, he's going to be on with me and uh, Rob again. And I cannot wait for that. And then Timothy Alberino, next Friday, July 15th. I don't know if Matt will be around for that, but I will find a way to ask him once again. He needs to reveal if he's a cat person. If he's a cat. No, not, not just a cat person. If he actually, if he just lives life as a cat off screen. <laughs> yeah, he's um, playing with yarn. I, we, I, you know what we should do? Somebody should very closely analyze everything that's going on in the background of Timothy Alberino's stream when he calls in. Because if, if there is any kind of a ball or a spherical shaped object that looks like yarn, it's confirmed. <laughs> we got to watch his eyes too, see if it's going like that. There might be a fly in the room he wants to squat at. Just see. Just watch his eye. If all of a sudden he's talking to us and he goes like this, he just... He's up, a cat. He, he's a cat. Um, if, he, if he licks the back of his hand and rubs his head, he's a cat. There's a lot of different things that'll give him away, but we're finally going to we're going to we're going to have him right where he we want him. Starts looking at his loins on camera, and he's definitely a cat. If yeah. He starts cleaning his loins. <laughs> yeah, he puts one leg straight up in the air. That was really subtle, Tim. That was really subtle. <laughs> he just wants to get caught at this point. <laughs> oh man. Uh, 
So, yeah. Yeah, we have a lot of great things going on, and I can't wait to get around to them all. Uh, before Ping Trip comes on, how about we do something? I'm watching everybody in the Twitch. It's, the chat room right now is mostly just Twitch and DLive, though everybody's watching on Theta, and there's a good amount of people hanging out on Pilled on, quite frankly, TV. It's a night to just explore an alternate place, and Rumble is alive and well, as always. So, um... Thank you guys and gals for just being with us tonight. Let's go to the Babylon B, shall we? Because this is what we do on Friday nights. We go to the headlines. All right, me and Matt. Let me actually put Matt uh, stacked up over here. There we go. All right, first headline. Family goes on vacation to see what urgent cares look like in other states. <laughs> this is horrible. This is horrible because it's... it's uh, they, I mean, the hospitals are so bad. Um, man, I, it, it, but this is horrible. But it's funny at the same time. Uh, here's another one. Biden, Biden, I apologize for my latest teleprompter gaffe. End apology, end quote. <laughs> so once again, he read the liner note. End apology. Apostle Paul calls out critics, calls out critics for dead naming him as Saul. Yes, don't dead name them. Don't dead name them. That's, of course, when you call somebody by their originally given name, when they've changed their identity completely. Okay. You know? Like, if you if you were to call uh, Ellen Page, Ellen Page Estate, you'd be dead naming her, because she's Elliot now. It just sounds so violent. And it, it, it's it, violence towards them. I can see that now. Here's another one. Uh, Biden sells a million barrels from Strategic Petroleum Reserve to Cobra. <laughs> You heard about that, right? The, he was shipping oil to, who was it, China? About uh, a little over 900,000 barrels of oil to a Chinese energy company that has, uh, in, in some way, shape, or form, ties to... to um, Communism? His brother? No, no his, his son, Hunter. I mean, it, it, you think about everything that they screamed at Donald Trump about emoluments... Emoluments clause. He should be impeached right now because he's president and still he's benefiting from the presidency because he has hotels, even though the hotels are being run by his family and not by him. They wanted to say everything was emoluments. How could I forget? Along with the collusion and the hookers pissing on him and everything else and the latest thing that I wasn't here for, he threw his lunch at the oil. He, I didn't know that. Yeah, you didn't hear about that. Not only did he choke the limo driver, he also threw his lunch on the wall, and there was, like, ketchup was all smeared and, like, dripping down the wall. Wait, there's pictures of it? No. Oh. That's just what was, Oh, the, he, you know. he, he needs to be done. He needs to be arrested then. He's... Through he's his lunch. Un unfit. Unfit. He's unfit for life. It's not even the presidency. We have to get rid of him. He threw his lunch. What... what he really, I mean, I, I just think it's amazing that he, he strangled a, a Secret Service agent to death. Uh, that and was he got away with it. <laughs> he got away with it. To death. To kill them. Like, what if even, like, that's even, would make him more of a badass if that even really happened, wouldn't it? He choked a Secret Service agent? Yeah. People don't understand that every time that they throw things out there, they make him more popular. That is so awesome to choke a Secret Service agent. <laughs> That, we grew up wanting to do shit like picks that. Picks him up. He just all hook him in the air. Inside of the car. He busts the Secret Service agent's head through the car roof. Here, here's another headline. 
Musk's wealth cut in half after taking all of his kids to Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> and every week we learn that he has two more children that we didn't know about. Really? He has like nine children that have been outed now. But, you know, I mean, he can pay for them all. So, you know, go ahead. Have 50. Jeez. Success. Climate protesters block traffic. <laughs> Climate protesters block traffic, causing cars to idle an extra three hours. They're, so, they're such stupid wastes of life. Here's another one. Husband scientists discover strange basket with dirty clothes in it. It's not me. I do a lot of I do a lot of washing and drying of clothes. I feel a lot better when they're gone um, and they're out. Headline: Dog graciously allows owners to sleep in his bed. What a good boy! Dogs are the best. <clears throat> Dogs are the best. Biden disappointed to learn that pink hair doesn't smell like strawberries. <laughs> they gave that. The, 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 they they gave what's her name Megan Rapino a medal uh, the the presidential medal of freedom, and then did she say how oppressed and terrible this country is a few moments after that like you know, her yeah acceptance speech or whatever yeah no what she did um, he the moments they, that's the picture of him taking it off of her so <laughs> she took it off gave it to her and she she immediately snuffed it up her ass and shat it out oh. Let's see what else we have. Then he put the metal on someone backwards. Yeah, I saw that. People say it was on backwards. I think that the guy was just so big that it looked like it was just too small. I don't know if it was on backwards. Local friends have now communicated for eight months straight using only Steve Carell gifts. <laughs> and last one. Father of nine, Elon Musk admits he's only going to Mars to get some peace and quiet. Boy, there's just so much going on in that guy's life. What are we going to do? I don't know. Um, so, Matt, since I have two minutes before I'm calling up uh, uh, Ping Trip, in fact, Ping is is calling in right now, so I'm going to get that, that started up. Matt, I'm going to give you a little bit of a preview of who we are going to listen to later on. It is a compilation of Mike Francesa getting, getting pranked. And uh, people are going to really love this. But without further ado, we've we got to talk to our buddy who's phoning in from a, a far-off land. What is going on, Ping? Hey, man, is audio good? Audio sounds great. How do I sound on your end? Shitty? Uh, like an angel, man. Oh, good. Like a beautiful angel. <laughs> good. What's going on, Frank? Good to see you again, man. Uh, it's great to see you. You know what I forgot to do? I forgot to play, and I have the, I have the time to do it. I think I'm going to do it right now. I'm going to play this 2-minute, 20-second masterpiece I mean they all are really when you put things out I just love it it's a supercut from Tim cast recently where you had this this uh, doctor um, her name is Chloe Carmichael she's a clinical psychologist and she was talking about nervous energy and all that and you did a wonderful supercut that I would love to play right now anything you want to you want to say to preface this what your inspiration is or do you ever have any inspiration uh, I just gotta say, don't tell YouTube I'm on on, on Frank's show because that channel, that sh that video is blowing up right now, and I have a feeling <laughs> YouTube's gonna be like, oh, you went on Quite Frankly's show. You know he's uh, not not welcome on this platform. Yeah, so. I'm so sorry, but I hope they don't because yeah. I know that how how important this channel is to your survival. So I really hope oh, that yeah. I don't do anything. No, I just wanted to say I, it, it's it, it's very shitty. 
that you're dealing with that weak suspension, man. It's 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 about damn time that like somebody's got to stop them from being fucking so censorious over people's opinions, you know? I don't, and, and that's really what it is, just opinions. And I I do know that whereas this is a pain in the ass, I know that many of my friends have just had this platform completely severed from them a long time ago. So yeah, uh, in in, in retrospect, or in, it, you know, keeping this in, in perspective, to have to deal with blackouts for one to sometimes two weeks at a time, um, I, that, that's... It's a little bit more manageable than, than the other thing, but it's, it is ridiculous. Anywho, here is your latest creation. I want everybody to sit back and have a good... Boy, Ian Crossland cannot catch a break. That's all I will say. Let's go there and check this out. Here is the latest from Pink Trip. The, the title of the video is Hot Doctor Causes Problems for Timcast IRL. <laughs> Joining us to discuss this is Dr. Chloe Carmichael. Hi. <laughs> Would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. So I'm Dr. Chloe Carmichael, clinical psychologist and author of Nervous Energy, Harness the Power of Your Anxiety. I wonder how to, how to harness that nervous energy myself sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that there's such a thing as a soulmate? Mm. Chloe, I'm single. We would both have a great time. I don't know about that. Sex is fun. It's like just two bodies smashing together. It's like so hard and just pounding. We would feel each other's bodies, Chloe. We would orgasm. I don't think that pickup line is going to work. My mother was raised, she raised me kind of as like a second wave feminist. I'm a dude that'll cry in feeling what she is feeling. I don't want to date weak men. <laughs> the whole thing honestly kind of creeps me out. You're very, very creepy. It's like a woman. <laughs> Ugh, cringe. Oh man. He smells. He'll wow. smell it all day. Ugh, That's gosh. horrifying. Yeah. Ian, you're lonely, you have no friends. He was in the hospital with a broken light bulb in his ass. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that's... It happens not, all the time. It's, it's insane. I think that's serious cause for concern for someone to say, like, hey, what's going on? He's also very old. He harassed me. That's insane. How dare you? It sounds like toxic masculinity to me, Tim. It makes me angry. <laughs> Dr. Chloe, you're pretty sexy. You know, you got boobs. Tim, would you like to go have dinner? Let's go for it. We can drive to the lake, go see a movie, and then come back to my place. I've got drinks. Could be a lot of fun. You're being a deviant and, and a hostile individual. Oh, Ian, the alpha just gets all the women. I get all the women. It, it really doesn't matter how many. It matters the quality. All the girls. All the women. Ian, get out of here. It's time to have sex. <laughs> you, Dr. Chloe. <laughs> That was a, that is, hold on. <laughs> okay. Now, Ping, there, there's a few things that I just cannot, it'll never get oh, old. God. Your use of music <laughs> is so perfect. Oh, thanks, man. Perfect. I mean, this, this just took another, but I, when the other approaches you have where some, suddenly the music goes dark and foreboding <laughs> and things go crazy, but the fact that Ian, who who in real life can't catch a break from the audience. I have to say, I'm a big fan of Ian. He's one of my favorite. Parts I am of too. The show. I am too, because he is a genuinely good person. Um, yeah. But he, but I have seen how the audience really, uh, really uh, is split on him. And they and they love punching him. 
They, they always got to do it to somebody. It comes with the territory, you know. They're gonna. What? If it wasn't Ian, they'd be doing it to somebody else. But the fact that this was this, you got to <laughs> you got to craft this video in a way that it came off as Ian making a a really earnest attempt at attracting Chloe into his life and then Tim just comes along and then at the, it, it, it all it all just culminates with him saying Ian you have to leave it's time to have sex <laughs> it's just... yeah man it worked out perfectly like, <laughs> I, I had I had to do a lot of uh, shenanigans to get those lines in there you know but uh, yeah I mean it all started when Ian made that first line about uh, his nervous energy and she could help him figure out what to do with it. I was like, oh, wait, this is I like, I could just see the whole edit just from that one line from Ian. So it was, it was great, man. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy when they do well like this. Cause I've been, YouTube's been rough on me, man. I, I don't know what it is, but this one finally is a video that seems to be having viral potential right now. So it's, it's just good, man. Well, I, I saw that even, I saw that Chloe Carmichael herself watched it. I saw oh, yeah. she's one of the top comments that she loved the video. <laughs> Yeah, that's always awesome, dude. It's always awesome when the people in it get it, you know, and it's like, if anything, this is like good promotion for her brand because she's, you know, kind of a celebrity doctor. So, you know, it, it doesn't hurt her at all. I'm sure she sold a few books. But yeah. yeah, she's been really cool. She's in the, she's actually doing her own little Q&A in the comment section. So if you have any questions for uh, Dr. Chloe, just go to the top comment. Wow. Video, and she's like answering people's questions and stuff. She's really cool. I like, didn't I mean, know. She's awesome. She's awesome. Well, once again, great work. I'm I'm always so happy when the notification tells me that you have something new out there. And uh, I know Matt Matt enjoyed it already. That was yeah. That was how's great. it going, Matt? What's up, man? What's going on? Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. That you, was great, man. Is this your first time, Matt, hanging out on a show when Ping was on? Yeah. Oh yeah. man, we would we would have a great time if we all hung out together somewhere. But he's and one he's, of these days, man. I'll take a a vacation up there, and and uh, well, I can come in studio and like. Hang hey, out, man. If, if you'd have me. Oh, one if, of these days. We'll if that happens, then by all means, if you want. Uh, aside from aside from the danger of New York City, which we are about 25 miles outside of New York City. Aside from the danger of New York City, um, there is so much of New York that is worth seeing. It is yeah. a very beautiful, beautiful state, like most states in the Union are. Um, aside from, mm -hmm. uh, I get a lot of people telling me that there's no redeeming qualities of New Mexico, though. Uh, a lot of people. From, oh, that's not true. The stars at night. I don't yeah. know. You know. I've got some beautiful, beautiful areas. Some people from, and I always say that because I've had people from New Mexico saying, "Frank, it's it's real bad out here." But you know, I've seen pictures of the of the desert at night. Uh, I there's already. I I know that Roswell is a, is 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 an overhyped, um, kind of like a kitschy uh, niche kind of a town. But I would yeah, still I've love to go there. Roswell a few times. It's just like any other small town. You drive through it. Go, you know, bunch of there's a bunch of Taco Bells and shit. You know, what's wow. what's different? There's more than one. There's a whole bunch of them <laughs> in Roswell. Everywhere. Yeah, no, I just remember driving through Roswell because I used to have to go from El Paso to Albuquerque uh, for work. I had to go back and forth nonstop, and I like driving through New Mexico, man. There's a lot, a whole lot of nothing. It's real beautiful. I, I wanted, I enjoyed it. I would love to get on some of those desert roads. I've never done that run before. Obviously, with the way the uh, the airlines are, I'm I'm a little a lot more open minded to long, uh, you know, scenic drives. And I was, I was out there in a work truck, and I was fucking running that thing 100 miles an hour because there's just like nobody out there. Like you'll you'll go forever and never see anybody. And I just wish that I had a Corvette at the time. I was like, man, I wish I had my bed out here. I'd, be, mm. I'd probably be dead by now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Well, well. So then, when you live in places like that, and you've seen things like that. 
I yeah. know that it's desert. Uh, a lot of it is desert, but but the the whole idea of overpopulation really doesn't ring true to you, does it? Yeah, no, nah, it's all it's all bullshit. I mean, go listen to what Elon's saying on that. He's he's right on the money. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 simple math. But uh, you know, I used, I used to live in New York too. I lived in uh, uh, Rockaway. Oh, I right, know. Uh, right across. Uh, I was in fourth grade, so it's hard to remember. I just remember there was like a. I lived right on the water. Like our block had its own little beach, and then we would go over a bridge and go to Long Island. Like we were real close to Long Island. But I loved it, man. I loved it out there. I just remember the first day I was in New York. I had to go. Um, I had to fly there, and um, <laughs> the, the first person like I got I got off out of the airport and it was just like crazy people just talking to themselves. And oh, that kind of scared me. Yeah, you know, it's it's ten times worse now. Now yeah. they can attack you, and you can't do anything. Right now, yeah, now this was like '91. Yeah, no, '91 it started really turning around nicely. By '95, '96, yeah. the, the the city was like it was getting so clean you could almost eat off of the floors. But uh, now, not yeah. only not only are people still talking to themselves, but they could attack you, and uh, not only will they be given tickets to Mets games as yeah. an incentive to show up for the court date, but you might get thrown in jail in uh, in their place. It just don't yeah. fight back. Don't fight back. Whatever you do. Yeah, yeah, you're a little bit outside the city. They're like, I've noticed, I've done a lot of traveling. A lot of cities suck, but if you just get a little bit outside the city, all of a sudden things get a lot better. People get a lot nicer. Yeah, we're not that far out of the city. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, dealing with a lot of craziness. Eh, you know what it is? I, I think that it was. It's just uh, getting worse it's here. Around here, yeah. yeah. It's, it, it's the, the city is spreading. Like an infection. All right. Move to Florida, Frank, or Texas, bro. My neighbors. If it, was, if it was between Florida or Texas, I'd probably take Texas. I have to be honest with you. Um, Why? I, I, I think I think it's because of I think it's because of the uh, the weather. I know it's going to be hot one way or another, but I like uh, drier heat. I'd like to be, and I, and I also have family out in certain parts of Texas, so I know. You know, you New Yorkers, we grow up thinking of Texas as one long strip of desert with cactus all over the place and armadillos. Yeah. But but I know that there is really lovely, lush, green uh, suburbs and great places there. I know that those places exist, and they're all over the place. So um, I don't know. There's just something. As, well, as much as I love Florida and I've spent so much vacation time there, I don't. I just don't know if I can do it. I don't know. Yeah. I know Florida people are getting pretty freaking cocky these days, dude. <laughs> it's getting annoying. It's like, all right, I know you got DeSantis. You're a little bit cooler than us, but you ain't that much cooler. We're still Texas, so get your shit together. Yeah, get them together. Yeah, everybody I know from Florida is just constantly just so full of the full of themselves. And I mean, Florida's great, but come on, man, Texas is still, you know, it's Texas, dude. You gotta you gotta give them some time to just soak up their victories. They've done a lot of good for themselves in the last five years or so. So yeah, no. um, I like DeSantis, man. I mean, what, what do you think? Are you are you kind of one of these guys that rather have DeSantis run? Because that's where I'm at. at uh, this point. If if Ron DeSantis was completely spent, there was nothing under the Florida Constitution that allows him to be governor of Florida, where he has been effective enough and been a voice of reason for the people down there. That is the most important. Uh, uh, most the, uh, the the far more important relationship I should say with a head of state, yeah, and their people than a president in D.C. and the union at large. Uh, your governor 
at your home state and you that is a far more important and intimate connection that needs to be kept. And as long as he still has opportunity to do good for his state and uh, and he's not been constitutionally barred from doing anything further, he's reached his limits, I would say stay in Florida and do what you can. If he's tapped out and the only way the only way to, to, to get involved, he believes, is to go federal, then I say go for it. But at this point, if you are in a state that is doing decent in the times yeah. that we're living in and you have a good uh, state legislature and a good governor, do not let go of them. Don't let go of yeah. them. Yeah. I mean, that's, 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 it, it matters way more, you know, the state government than the federal government. Um, but, yeah, it'd sure be nice to see him, like, go in there and kind of... I mean, I, I don't know. We just need anybody that's going to go in there and start yeeting people out of fucking government. Like, just get in there and just start grabbing people by the collar and be like, thank you. Get the fuck out. Get out. Everybody. Get out. And bring, in, bring in a bunch of fucking unexperienced people that don't know shit, but at least they're not corrupted and connected to that system of good old boy bullshit, you know? I agree. And, uh, I don't even know if DeSantis will do that, though, because I still worry DeSantis might be a little too much of a neocon. But, I mean, I just go by what he's done in Florida, which is, you know, an amazing job. Ultimately, it's Florida's issue, and even if he did run for office for the uh, the general government, uh, it's it's one of those things where I don't. Whoever becomes president at this point just doesn't. Uh, it, so much of the American presidency as it is right now is illegitimate. It doesn't yeah. matter who goes in, if we like the person or not. The the power that has been accrued in that position is is uh, has been has been won through imperial. Um, it just it, it, I don't know uh, imperial activity, starting yeah. with the the early uh, early ninth uh, early twentieth century. You know when we were going gallivanting in the Philippines and everything else. I mean that's just really where it all started going wrong in that respect. But um, hell, I mean speaking of yeeting, boy, <laughs> what did you think about the uh, the assassination in Jap Japan? Yeah, what happened, man? I thought they uh, guns were illegal over there. I mean. And I thought that wasn't supposed to happen. I know. You know? Well, I was it's telling crazy. Matt. I was telling Matt. Why was he so vulnerable? Yeah. There's nobody behind him except the shooter. There's nobody it's, there. It seems. It seems very suspicious. You know. Um, maybe. I, I don't know. I mean, it could be just another crazy lone gunman. But um, I, I would imagine there's something, something more nefarious going on there. Because wasn't he um, like one of the few people that was like kind of uh, buddy buddy with Trump? He was international. He, he was leadership. at least he was at least cordial with Trump. He, you remember you remember that that situation or that time where they were out feeding the koi fish together, and Trump just kind of dumped all of his fish food into the koi pond. Was that Japan? I, I thought that was the the, the the Chinese emperor. No, no, that was that was Japan. That was Japan. Yeah. That was Japan. Everyone's like China. Trump's gonna he's gonna kill the koi. Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay, I remember that. I just I thought that was Chinese. That's a, I'm a racist dude. I can't tell the difference it's between right. the Japanese leader or the Chinese leader. I'm like, ah, yeah, China, Vietnamese. <laughs> nobody's nobody's gonna come down on you here. I just we 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 try we try to do the best we can, man. And yeah, you're from that Texas. Makes angry you're, as hell though when you do that. You're from Texas too, so we have to just account for that. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit tone deaf sometimes. Well, um, I have China, I have, I have Chinese in my uh, family through marriage. Oh, so yeah. Oh well, then, then you can say whatever you want. Yeah, they're, they're, they're very based. All the Chinese I know in America are like the most based. A, a lot of the Chinese we know are based too over here. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, many of them came here because they couldn't stand communism, and and uh, I don't know. There's there's a different couple of different variations of people. Like I would. 
put people into categories, but we can do that on another show. Um, here's what I want to bring up, though. There's an article that was sent to me by a buddy of mine, and it was an article that covers banned baby, baby names that have been outlawed, not only in New York, but in the United States. And I, th- I want to run this by you guys here to talk about this, and there's a couple other headlines I think that you, you would be suitable to, uh, to comment on. Yeah. I All bet right. you whatever I was going to name my kid is probably on that list. <laughs> what? <laughs> Tony Sirico died? Oh, oh no. Something, something's going on. Oh, well, He no. was like 80-something, too, himself. He was in his 80s. Oh, rest in peace. Bon that sounds familiar. Paulie Ta- Walnuts. Paulie Walnuts from the oh, Sopranos. Okay. Yeah, I mean, all these actors, you know, they got to stay up to date with oh. their... Uh, their inoculations are becoming a problem. I, I don't know. Maybe he would be the type to take that, but either way... Uh, his he, health he, was declining he was, for years. Yeah. I saw interviews of yeah. him. He was kind of losing his mind. Well, when they, did the 20th, when they did the 20th anniversary... Yeah, you could tell. You he can was, tell he was very... He, you know, he still had his... Uh, he was still sharp, but you can tell that he was just weak. And, oh, man. Rest in peace. Yeah, bon anima. Uh, that's, just, that's just incredible. Uh, well, we're going to have to do something to honor him sometime soon. Go whack some fucking knuckleheads. <laughs> I know. We can, we can go out and start a fight if we want. We, we can yeah. go do that. All right, well, let's just do this, and we'll get around to that again later on. Banned baby names in New York and United States. Did you know that there are a few baby names banned in, the, in New York State? And let's see if you agree with them. Here you go. Here are the baby names that are not allowed in New York State. The first one is Santa Claus. <laughs> All right, yeah, I wouldn't name my kid Santa. Oh, it's just think about. Let's wait, wait. Just think about this though. And Ping, Matt, think about this. Let's just analyze it from here. It's not a matter of would you personally is is it should it not be allowed legally? Yeah, no, I don't agree with a- making any name illegal. That just sounds like bullshit. Yeah, it's it's a name. I mean, yeah. if you want to name your kid Adolf Hitler or motherfucker or, I, or I'm a fat shit. piece of shit, then yeah. that's your right to do that. This is my son, piece of shit. <laughs> this is my, this son. Is my son. I hate him. Uh, Cumwad <laughs> that should have never landed where it did. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so then so here you go. The second one up is Jesus Christ. Well, yeah, you have to honor thy Lord. Yeah, you can't name a kid Jesus Christ, especially if you yell at them. Then, are you? It's seriously illegal. Like, if you name your kid Jesus Christ, like, they'll there's a fine, or they're just gonna say, nope, you gotta, we're not gonna take that and give you a social security. I mean, what? How do they enforce this shit? Uh, my parents decided. Robert, blah, 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 blah. I'm trying to see where the enforcement. If anybody talks about enforcement, but um, but in New York, let's see. That sounds. I mean, it sounds like some bullshit. It's hard to believe what that if they could you do that. Just say, oh, it's actually pronounced Jesus. And you just put a little thing over the two, the T, so it's like Jesus Christ. Well, you can name somebody Jesus. Christ. You just can't Jesus call it Christ. You, you can't put the Christ <laughs> at the end. <laughs> the, Christ, the Christ is the title. Yeah, I mean, it, I knew a lot of Jesuses. Yeah, there's a lot of Jesuses around here. But, you know, uh, Jesus Christ, just leave off the T and you're good. Yeah, don't do... That's the title. That's like calling yourself... <laughs> that's like calling yourself general. As, as a Christian, you know, obviously that's blasphemy, right? But um, as a lover of freedom and the government not being able to tell you what to do, I'd say that's you, the government should not be able to say that. I mean, people will people will learn eventually not to do that, and you know, unless you want to ruin your kid's life or something, right? Like you might want to pick a name like Michael or something like yeah, that. Yeah, or you can name your kids like Elon Musk's names his kids, 
Like they, they all of his kids are named like you know weird grunts and something like that. Uh, here's yeah. one that's going to upset Matt. In New York, it is not allowed. You can you can't call your son Adolf Hitler. He ruined everything cool. The mustache, the like style, the name, the salute. Yeah, you're never going to be able to take it back if they don't let you fucking. Re- I mean, we need a new Adolf that like kind of blows up. You know. Oh, yeah, let's be honest here. If he had just had a, a different second name, then people could call themselves Hitler. Well, there's there's people with the last name Hitler in the United States. Not many. Yeah. There's like three or four of them. They're in hiding if they're out there. There might be an yeah. Al Hitler. I remember watching a documentary. He's got relatives here. Yeah. And they, yeah, they they don't go around going, hey, you know, I'm related to Adolf Hitler. Yeah, no, they're <laughs> quiet, and they, they have meetings and rooms, and one of them is named Al Hitler. Al. Fun yeah. fact, my uncle, uh, yeah, he uh, did some terrible things. <laughs> my, my uncle. <laughs> you might have heard of my uncle. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, he, okay, here's another one. Now, it, it's a, it kind of, it. I don't know. It's the same thing as Jesus Christ, but it's Messiah. You can't call your na- your your son Messiah, which I believe. I can't. I feel like I've met somebody in New York with I, the name Messiah. I, I bet you you can if you do it in like Latin, like the Latin word for Messiah or something like that. You got to be tricky with this shit. I still have a hard time believing that they can enforce that in any way. Well, I I wonder if it's just. I wonder if it's on a level because obviously you can go and you can get somebody's. I know a lot of people who have one name on their birth certificates, but they just end up being called something else. So yeah. if you wanted to call your son Ted, and then never just because you have to put a name down on the birth certificate, mm-hmm. which I I'm starting to believe that there's less and less of a a legal basis for birth certificates either. I I yeah. I, I almost did not want to make one for Aurora. But when, uh, but if you really wanted to call your son Messiah, you can just say, "Oh yeah, his name is Ted Valdez," and then uh, never utter the word Ted again. You can just start calling the Messiah, Messiah yeah. Valdez. Yeah, uh, there's there's ways around it, man. Uh, yeah, that's crazy though. I mean, like the government doesn't think there's anything they can't fucking control these days. No, it's like it's getting very frustrating, dude. The authoritarianism of this current time. You're right. You're right. It's it's bad. In fact, I have a book over here. I should I should reach. For, here's a couple other names you can't use. You can't use the at symbol. You can't also use the uh, three, the number three, but in Roman numerals. You can't use the name queen, which is, I don't I don't know. There's definitely somebody in New York City named Queen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, I'm queen Latifah. I know. Come on now. Jeez. Uh, M- Majesty is another band name in the United States at large. Well, yeah, it should be. We don't recognize those fucking titles there. Yeah, but we could name somebody Majesty and then treat them like shit, and then that'd be perfect. <laughs> yeah, okay, we can tar and feather them. You can only yeah, na- yeah. <laughs> you can only name your son or daughter Majesty if it's just ironic and you you intend to treat them like shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Um, why the hell is 10, 1069 is another band name? 10069. What, what does that mean? mean? King, you can't use that. Okay, same as Queen. And yeah, I think that's it. 1069. Uh, the only thing I can think of is it's a year, and it's also, I think, a highway out in the middle of nowhere in South Texas. So 
Uh, that doesn't make any sense at all. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Here, here. You know what? While we got you, while we got you here, I did a little bit of this uh, the other night. This is a book. Uh, this is a book called "It's Against the Law," and okay. it was published in 1949. My cousin Sherry gave it to me. It actually has an inscription from the book's author. His name is Dick Hyman. Dick Hyman. Dick Hyman. Wow. That's beautiful. Yes. Uh, well, this is, I, I don't know if any of these that have been, should be banned. <laughs> I don't know if any of these, these, uh, laws have been repealed since 1949, but it was current as of then. Let's go to Texas and see what some of the laws in Texas were in 1949 that were, um, outlandish and weird. Oh, here you go. There's a lot in Texas. Here you go. Page 285 in Fort Worth. It's against the law to hiss the villain in movies. So if I've you heard went that one before, you never heard that one. Well, here's more. No, I, I've heard that one before because I think I've seen th this book. I think it's been passed around. I've, I've some I've heard these laws before so, from someone, and uh, that is insanity. And obviously, the movie theater lobby must have lobbied to get that passed. I, I don't. I don't know why. I mean, if if you get the if you hiss the villain in a movie, then I believe that is a testament of how good the movie is because you're emotionally invested. Yeah. yeah. Um, here's another one. A Texas law forbids anyone to have a pair of pliers in his or her possession. Pliers. Well, I've broken the law a shitload of times then. Jeez. Uh, in Dallas, all dogs are required by law to display headlights at night. What? Dogs? Headlights? What are they, cars? How do you put headlights on a dog in 1949? I don't know, but I, I know it was a big deal. Like back in the day, if you were walking at night, like you needed a torch or something, you couldn't just walk through the city in the dark because then people would think you were up to no good, you know? Like people wearing masks. You know? Wow. Uh, oh, here, here's another one. Houston has an ordinance which makes it unlawful to run cars with flat wheels, illegal to hitch animals to awnings. <laughs> You can't hitch an animal to an awning. Apparently somebody's done that before. No, they'll, they'll continue to try. Uh, no. A Jacksonville law levies attacks on bathtubs, deeming them a luxury. Wow. I guess you have to just get one of those uh, tin can, those, uh, those aluminum tubs in the back. You, you, do you take showers, uh, uh, Ping, or what do, you, what do you do to clean yourself? Showers? What the fuck is showers? I've never heard of that, dude. <laughs> I just go outside when it rains, butt naked. <laughs> it rained pretty hard today. You would have actually been able to get a good shower in outside of New York today. Yeah. Here you go. In San Antonio, citizens must conduct themselves in such a way as not to frighten horses. <clears throat> in that, makes, that one actually... Oh, sorry. Go no, ahead. no, no, no. It does make sense. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm from San Antonio. We're, we're not that stupid here. Yeah, I mean, you would think that you wouldn't want to do that to create... That would create havoc in the streets. Oh, yeah, yeah. Spooking a horse, and maybe it's got a, something that's pulling, and then now you got a runaway fucking carriage with a horse, and people die, man. Mm -hmm. Do you still people have, let, let's say in, like, San Antonio or Dallas or any of these bigger Texas cities. Just, are, just, to, be, just to be clear, Frank, it's San Antonio. Okay. San Antonio. I'm sorry, San Antonio. San, San Antonio. <laughs> I can't stand it. I always get all these pronunciations wrong, but in the, in these bigger, I know it's it's fine. <laughs> Keep it up. In the the bigger Texas cities, are there still people who choose to like ride into town on a horse? Are there places? Oh, no. where, you, 
you don't see it in town. I mean, you you will see it downtown because they're like in San Antonio. We have horse carriages that so you can take a horse ride. We have we have cops on horses. Uh, but then out in the country, you'll see like people just riding their horses and shit. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, here's another one from Austin. This is Austin, Texas. A candidate in Austin, a candidate for office, cannot put a sign on a telephone pole. They cannot talk to a gypsy. And if you look at a fire, you either serve as fireman or pay a fine. That makes perfect sense to me. I guess that would be like one of those Good Samaritan laws. If you saw a fire and you didn't act. Well, yeah. This is if you're running for office, right? I guess so. If you run for office. Yeah, right? That's what they said at the beginning. If you're running for office, right? It makes sense because who wants somebody to run for office that's a pussy is not going to help put out a fire. Like, that should disqualify you for being a leader in your community. That's but w- true. What, about, what about talking to a gypsy being a non... Uh... Again, because that means you're trying to... Gypsies are not from your country. They should not be allowed to vote. They're not citizens. Yeah, so if you're true. talking to gypsies, you're probably trying to do a Joe Biden and get a bunch of illegals to vote for you. So that makes sense, too. What was the other one? Uh, the, well, the, that was... It was... Uh, if you... If candidate for... They cannot put a sign on a telephone pole. That's just annoying when people do that. So I'm, I'm for this law. Okay, this 100%. law. Good. All right. It, maybe it's still there. And you also remember, gypsies are synonymous with casting spells, not only just, you know, groundworking, uh, stuffing ballots, but they can probably... Hitler probably, went I, to a gypsy. Hitler Did went you hear that story? She, like, told them he had to find no. a certain route. He had to eat it on a certain night when the moon or whatever planets were in, like, a certain phase or whatever, and then he would become a... Well, he also had to get Hitler. the Spear of Destiny. He had to get, become the owner of the Spear of Destiny. And they found it, apparently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but apparently a day before he committed suicide, the, the Americans raided it and got it back. There's oh. a whole lot of uh, stories around the Spear of Destiny, like all these conquerors, like Napoleon and all them getting it and then dropping it. And as soon as they drop it, like all their fortune goes, goes to shit. Spear of Longinus. Longinus. The Spear of Longinus, right? Let that that long guy. That was the name of the uh, the centurion. Oh, okay. The spear yeah. of long. I forget. Um, here is a, one more. There. Any man who is picked up on the streets in dress clothes after midnight can be arrested for vagrancy in dress clothes. You wait, think wait. this is any in Texas? Any man who is picked up on the streets in dress clothes. Okay. After midnight can be arrested for vagrancy. Uh, you would think that that would actually be a um, something in their favor to be dressed so presentable. <clears throat> well, most likely you're out there trying to pick up dudes' wives and shit. You know, if you're dressed all nice out there at 11 a.m., so it's like, fuck you, dude. You yeah. Know? No, you're right. Stay, stay away from my wife with your nice fucking suit. Well, here's another one for San Antonio. You ready for this? Yeah. Okay, for San Antonio or however the hell you said it before. This is the, hold on, where's the split screen between you and I? Where the hell are we? Where's the split screen? Oh, there we go, side by side. I have a few more for that, San Antonio. The wearing of sleeveless or backless evening gowns, I guess for women, is forbidden. Sleeveless or backless. If I were in Texas and I were a woman, I would want to have just a little bit of option for ventilation. Yeah, no, I'm not for that one. That that must have been uh, well, that's one of the, the one of those dudes that likes dudes <laughs> writing that one. That was the same because they didn't used to allow women to drink in uh, in the bars until what, like the 20s or so, true, because true, like yeah, you have wa- drunk men around West, women. All those movies you see where there's like all these whores in the saloons and shit that ain't even real. They wouldn't let women in there. 
They found the horse somehow, Ping. Yeah, they're next yeah, they're door. <laughs> so, I mean, it wasn't. They weren't at the saloon, just hanging out though. Yeah, women be hooking. Uh, let me see. Uh, here's another one for San Antonio. Then we'll move on to something else. Uh, in San Antonio, I don't know. Once again, I do not know if this is still on the books. But in 1949, in San Antonio, it is against the law to shoot squirrels from horseback. You must be on your feet to shoot the squirrels, not from. You can't have the high ground. Someone was probably doing it and accidentally yeah. shot some kid's eye out or something. Well, what's the difference of you being six feet up on a ho- on horseback or you be standing up and still shooting squirrels? Because you're moving because, on the yeah. horse. Yeah, there's probably a lot of amateurs who are like, oh, this ain't, this ain't hard. I'm just going to ride on the... And then they shoot and end up killing uh, somebody's little kid or something that's just hanging out. There are that would make sense because it just sounds like reckless kind of like to shoot from a horse. Like if you're like a trained... I mean, like... That's what made some of these Indians so amazing is that they could shoot from horseback. Like most people, that skill is not a, it's not a skill most people have, you know? Oh, I know. And it's, when you're talking about shooting uh, bow and arrow from horseback, that's something completely different. I yeah. mean, the mechanics there, the, just the, 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 yeah. the physicality of, of shooting that with accuracy mm-hmm. is incredible. So to do it from horseback and to be able to keep yourself steady... Uh, keep you know, just, you know the the clamping down and the anchoring yourself just from your legs alone on this moving horse, man. It's uh, it's something else. It really is yeah. lost arts. All right. Well, um, here's a little something else. We have it's eight o'clock and we're almost done. So I have some headlines I want to do with you. Another one. Uh, this is from Alabama, so it's not in your neck of the woods. It's uh, it's a a nice drive away from you, but still. <clears throat> Here is the headline, and I swear this is real. Man pleads guilty in plot to subject ex-friend to, quote, most brutal anal rape imaginable. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Most, he wanted an ex-friend. He was talking to an undercover officer on the Internet, and he was trying to pay a couple of thousand dollars for the undercover, undercover officer to abduct and rape his friend uh, in the most brutal way imaginable, he says. Now, I don't know about you. But this does not sound like a good friend. <laughs> Brutal. What did he do? Okay? Like, he had to have done something so egregious that the only solution is to, <laughs> to put you through the most brutal anal rape anybody's ever been put through. Uh, he said, uh, Dylan described the victim as an ex-friend and requested that the victim needs the most brutal anal rape imaginable, court documents just- say. <laughs> Did he just happen to say this, and this guy took the opportunity to become a victim, or was he planning this out? Did he have all the, all the tools of the trade of the anal rape? Well, he didn't. He was looking for somebody to do it for him. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So this was so a sting operation. Yeah. No, this is like one of those. Um, uh, what's his name? Chris uh, something or other to catch a predator. What's his Hanson? Rape hitman. Chris Hansen. Hey, listen. On December 30th, 2021, the undercover detective recorded a telephone conversation with this guy. His last name is Mann. On the call, Mann confirmed that his request for the abduction and sexual assault of the victim was not a fantasy. Mann provided the undercover detective with photos and a physical address of the victim, who he stated was a former friend. Mann requested a video to confirm that the abduction and sexual assault was carried out as requested. During their subsequent conversation, Mann agreed to pay the undercover detective gas money to travel to Wisconsin from Minnesota and 
Approximately $2,000 once the abduction and sexual assault had been completed. Mann paid the undercover detective $75 on, <laughs> on January 5th of this year. Wow. And he wanted a video of it? He wanted a video. You think he was going to masturbate to it? I don't know. Obviously, he's a very sick individual. <clears throat> but I want to know, like Ping, I want to know what happened in the relationship that made them ex-friends that would that would require the only outcome to be something so <laughs> I got to guess I got to guess what is it he slept with the his mother and recorded it his oh you think it's like that yeah like if you banged my mom and like made her into a whore and you were my friend i I'd, I'd probably want to do that to you yeah, yeah. Okay. could be. Well, I guess. Or he banged his girlfriend and did that too. Yeah, it could yeah, be something like that. Come on, you got to get over that shit. But yeah. your mom. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's or, or, yeah, I was going to say even grandma. Yeah. 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 No, you like don't. He shows up or, at grandma's house one day and it's like, next thing you know, <laughs> or he might come home and you're like, grandma, and she's bent over the couch getting fucked by your best friend. He <laughs> might have banged his dad. You don't know. He I'll see. <laughs> I'll see. This is, this is getting dark. This is getting very dark right now. You're right. Those those all things that would send a man spiraling into into uh, insanity. Here's something. Here's a new. Uh, here's another uh, thing I want to bring up with you guys. We got this one, and uh, yeah, I, I I just got this. Here's a headline from the Western Journal. Ping another thing. I swear this is real. Headline: Escaped elephant tramples woman to death. Days later, at her funeral, they get a surprise visitor. Listen to this. An elephant in India crushes a woman uh, to death <laughs> in Odisha. The animal then added insult to injury by crashing the 70-year-old woman's funeral to trample her a second time. <laughs> dude, elephants are spiteful as fuck, dude. Well, they'll she, remember you. Yeah, they she, will, like, they'll, they'll hold a grudge. She probably did something to it. Like orcas. Did you ever see that movie Orca? No. It's an old movie, Orca. Um, and it was about how uh, this this orca, this killer whale, was was really like the going after the people that killed their, you know, its its uh, wife and of course baby mm -hmm. because the wife was yeah. pregnant with the baby and it just saw the poachers who got them. So I think it was it was a really old movie. Yeah. I saw it when I was young. I remember that. It's from the seventies. Yes, yeah. I remember that movie. It's called Orca. So killer whales and elephants. I wouldn't put it past them. Uh, yeah. Maya Murmu was on her way to fetch some water from a well in Mile Barrage, Dick, uh, oh, no, it's in India, on June 9th when she noticed a herd of elephants coming her way. The woman attempted to flee the herd. However, one elephant chased after Murmu and trampled her. Very sad. Authorities believe the pachyderm had escaped from the Dhamma Wildlife Sanctuary, which is located 123 miles away, according to the Press Trust of India. Locals rushed to where Murmu lay and hurried her to a nearby medical college, but unfortunately she died. Now, following Murmu's demise, friends and family organized a funeral pyre to cremate her in line with Hindu tradition. But just as they were carrying out the final rites over the woman's corpse, a group of uninvited guests shows up. It was a herd of elephants. There was about 12 animals in the pack. The Times of India reported, noticing... The massive animals heading their way, the locals fled the scene, leaving behind Murmu's body on the funeral pyre. We were terrified. Here's a quote. We were terrified after witnessing the elephant herd on Thursday evening. We have never seen such ferocious elephant bunch earlier. 
and uh, one of the elephants trampled Murumu's body, which is there on the fire. Damn. Those are some gangster-ass elephants, dude. It's that's like, that's like, the, like the elephants, like they have their own little mafia elephants. That's what they are. It's like the mafia elephants. They're like, oh, we can't have any witnesses. Take them all out. That is good. That's like one of the most unfortunate corpses, too. Yeah. Because uh, they had to do it. I, I, I would be hard pressed to think that she didn't do something. I mean, I don't know. They say sounds like it was all just random, but she probably did something. But, you know, I, I don't know. You know what? Rest who, in peace. Who knows? Rest in peace. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully she she's able to uh, get she past ran that away one. from it. She but tried it, running. Oh yeah, you don't run away from a charging elephant more than half the times. It's a, it's, a, mean, it's a bluff charge more than half the time. Really? Yeah. And they could have just been I, rampaging, right? They I didn't know that. Because sometimes they just rampage, right? That's a big problem with elephants. Yeah, sometimes those are like the circus elephants and shit yeah, like that. So I mean, they could have been mistreated at the zoo, and then that's why, you know. But yeah, a lot of times, like they'll, it's a bluff. Yeah, I like elephants, but I don't want them to kill me. So. It's a tough conundrum. I, I absolutely, I know what you mean there, man. It's re- really tough. It's a tough thing. How are you ever going to make ends, uh, you know, ends meet with these with these animals? Uh, yeah. But they do. They do remember a good deed. So maybe you have to f- find a way to pay them a compliment or something. I but, think the problem is when we try to enslave them. I mean, it's it's it might like like we have dogs now because we've enslaved them and they've become used to it. But I mean, I'm sure there was a process there where it was it was kind of rough going at the beginning of of like domesticating dogs. And I, I, I imagine two thousand years from now, and you got like completely domesticated elephants that are pets and shit. Well, they had the war, the war elephants of two thousand years ago. That is the, that I love those yeah. stories. I mean, those are the most badass elements elephants on the planet. You know, yeah. that's what that's what Hannibal. You know, right? That, that was Hannibal mm-hmm. that brought the. Uh, yeah. Well, most of those elephants died because the they're, they're yeah, trying to march yeah. over that the Alps or whatever the fuck. The Alps, yeah. Hannibal tried yeah. bringing the elephant army over the Alps, and they all died from the the uh, the cold. But but still, I those thought are, some of them made it. I thought it was like most of them died, but then like a small amount. Some did. Made it through, some did, yeah. but they were decimated. Those numbers were decimated. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shit. I, hey, you know what, uh, Ping? We got to do this more often. Just do some headlines yeah, and everything else. What do you got going on uh, coming up? I know that you just put out that really successful video, and you're always on the prowl for something new. But uh, do you have anything you're working on right now? Oh, no. I'm in that very frustrating period of trying to figure out what my next thing is, you know? It's always it's always the most depressing part of being a creator is in the middle of ideas and going, I don't know what I'm doing next. So, yeah, but go check out my videos on Pinktrip, at Pinktrip.com, or at Pinktrip at YouTube and all the other places. And, uh, yeah, just go check it out. There, they definitely will. And I'm going to put that latest one into the, um, into the weekend rotation on QuiteFrankly.tv when the network mm-hmm. has uh, their, their late-night programming there to soothe people with some, some fun and some mind expanding content thank you for everything that you do man it's always great hanging out with you and uh and we'll have you back soon thank you frank take care all right brother be well there you go there is ping trip a wonderful time was had by all we will be back we're going to take a quick break then me and matt are going to pull out the names of who has won my version my edition of windswept house and then more fun it's going to be a fun fun time it is friday after all don't go anywhere Welcome to Intermission. We'll we'll be right back.
Quite frankly. 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 We all support quite frankly. Not quite. Let's go, Brandon. I agree. Yeah. Quite frankly, in Roma, Italia. Quite frankly, you're going on Frank's show tonight? I really like you. You're very smart. So everybody watch. Quite frankly. With Frank. Quite frankly. How dare you? That news about Tony Sirico was really bothering me. I mean, he lived uh, lived to old age. He was in his, I think he was in his late 80s. Just moving all these uh, things around. Matt just stepped out for a moment. He'll be back. But, man, that is... To say goodbye to a titan like that, he was a badass. He really was. Tony Sirico. I'm going to have to find a lot of good stuff of his to put on the, the network this weekend. And of course, I have so much of it already over here. The Sopranos breaks and man. Alright, let's do some super chats. I'll start with the foxhole and then we're going to announce the winner of the raffle. Doug Simmy says, thanks for all you do for all of us proud Franklies. Doug, thank you for showing up. Um, what I do... I go. I swear I, I go above and beyond and I'll find new ways to do it. This is just a really a big privilege. And so for all I do do, it really doesn't feel like that much. But I know it is a lot because once the weekend shows up, I'm like, oh, oh. So there's a certain performance mode that is just on nonstop all throughout the week. I also feel that sense of relief when I get home at night, too. After the show is done, I get home. Me and Lauren are just kind of sitting back. Sometimes we're chatting. Sometimes we're just, you know, silently in the same room. Um, those are good times. But the weekend is a big relief. Ranger Billy, thank you so much, Ranger. Cave Toad says, In the consciousness theme of last night, have you ever heard of Metallic Man? No, I haven't. Send, send it to me, please. And for, and for the super chatter last night, who claimed to have solved the Voynich manuscript, to have decoded it, please email the show. I, I, I don't think I said that last night, but I would love for you to email the show. 
whoever that was that claimed that they 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 actually decoded the Voynich manuscript. Matt knows about the Voynich manuscript. Yeah. Yeah. Someone decoded it? Someone in the audience claims to have decoded it last night. Whom? I, I forget. I just put the word out there. Um, let me see here. Metman. Cave Toad says Metman has similar theories to the discussion. I can e email you a link. He's ex-Majestic Spook. Okay. Send it on over. If true, and it's a bunch to read, it's fascinating. Gets into ELF and dimensions. Thanks a lot, Frank. Thank you, Cave Toad. Tennessee Tim says, Matt, would you escort Frank on an on uh, on an on-site mushroom broadcast? He would never do mushroom mushrooms. I would. I would do mushrooms again. I wouldn't do mushrooms on the air. It, no doubt about it. There would never. That would never ever happen. I want to do it deep in the woods at night. Or maybe in a battlefield somewhere at night. C. Blanche says, how would, uh, how would Biden change his blue eyes to brown? Remember that song? I don't remember it. What, his eyes are different color? I don't know. Maybe he's like Judge Valkenheimer. Could be. Cave Toad sent me a couple more. Politicians need to be stopped uh, being called leaders and reminded that they are representatives. And met a guy in MKE whose name was Mike Hunt. Amazing stories being called to the principal's office. <laughs> uh, Steve Blanche again says, why are we putting up with all this chit? Curious. Time to smack these, these people. Who in, in particular? I don't know. The elephants? EO says, I me emailed you an article I found on the 1069 name thing. All right, I'll check it out. Maybe it was a gang? Cactus Justice, what? What do you think? I'll go get the article. We can find. We can find out. Cactus Justice twelve fifty six says, "Did you did you see Garland appointed Rosenbaum to investigate Ukraine war crimes? And oddly enough, he's known as the Nazi hunter. Thanks for the show, as well as a nice catch on live, uh, live finally. Well, it's great to have you here. No, I did not see that. And how ironic! How ironic to go out there looking for war crimes." When uh, the the last uh, eight years of war crimes in eastern Ukraine were com were completely overlooked by Nazis, completely overlooked, funded, trained, established by our government. So there's that. All right, over to super chat. Let's see. Okay, Josh from Detroit, that's an OG right there, says, Now more than ever, it's important to support independent media and creators. We always have your back, brother. Quite frankly, .tv, best corner on the internet. And it is a nice little corner. It's our nook. And speaking of that, Abe just got in touch with me. And he said, hey, Frank, listen, tonight after the show on Quite Frankly .tv, we will be peppering in some best of clips of Tony Sirico as well as more of the best and news from our favorite videos of the week. Come chat and chill with Frank with the Franklins. It's Weekend Roundup, playing all weekend until Sunday night, only at QuiteFrankly.tv, directly after tonight's show. So all weekend, this is going to be going on. A uh, lot of different stuff. I will send over some late-night suggestions to Abe and the guys. They know I like a lot of late-night Art Bell and things like that. We can get some classic talk radio. Maybe we can get some good Vincent Price 
some episodes of the shadow and the whisper the whistler and all that other stuff who knows we can get a lot of them up those are all over the place there are radio dramas that have from the olden days that focus in on hp lovecraft bringing hp lovecraft to to light of course that's going to be a lot more in in season in three months from now when we're knocking on the door of october which is crazy that's three months it's going by quicker, bro. It's going by very quick. I'm, I'm so happy that we have as many fireworks as we do to bring up to the mountains, though. That's going to be great. The baby's going to be able to see all those sparks at night. Let's see if she likes them. She likes them. She'll like them just fine. Miss Manic says, Sincere and Im uh, immense gratitude for your time and effort spent on making, quite frankly, a wonderful show to watch. Love, hugs, and persevere. Thank you, Miss Manic. Thank you. Poopy Pants Beige sent in a super chat before. Just a just a blessing. No message. American Patriot 99 did the same. And then 19 hours ago, this is from Claire Bear, says, uh, read, straight from, uh, read straight from CERN's website. We didn't do this last night. They say exactly what they're doing. Did you see the storms when they turned on the reactor the other day? Or the uh, the collider the other day. Can you say stranger things? I know a lot of people have pointed out the storms and the, the crazy formations in the sky above CERN once the magnets went on. But a lot going on there. All right. Are you ready? Are you ready? There were so many names. So many names. Can I read a few right now? Here's some of the names that are in there. I mean, most of them are in here. Starting with, uh, I think, American Patriot. I don't know if they made the cut, because that was seven hours ago. Probably not. Sorry. But Claire Bear, Drew McArdle, uh, Suisse, Adam, Elevator, Tara M, Paladino, Re Redhead's Rule, Monica Lewinsky, Valuna, Xanary, The Tribe of Dan, Linda Mull, Linny Kinney, Melissa Call, Aggie Mom, Jenna, Shelley, Kay Landry, Jeannie Wahlberg, Mama Time Lord, Revolution, Kobe Wan, Doc Keck, Citizen Chuck, Sean Haig, Twella Jen, Minnesota Cat, uh, Christy and SoCal, Poopy, Kay Landry. Remember, there's only one. I, I made sure there's no duplicates, so nobody has an advantage. <laughs> this is probably, you probably have like a 55 or 56 to 1 odds of winning if you're in here. Linda Love, Club Z, 6th place. Stostube, Azurbanabal's uh, Tribe, Albert Frederick, Larkstar, Yeska Cow, Lorianne, Degenerate Dan, Track, Track Anon, uh, Marie, Dooku Dan, Al Patrick and Gina, Pat and Gina from Blue Monster Prep, Silly Boar, Sleuth Sister, Kando, Hector Morales, Tigress, American Girl, Play Possum for me, a few others. Uh, you guys know if you got in within the window. We did not leave anybody out, so here we go. Let me dig to the bottom. Let me bring them to the top. Let me mix them through. Mix them through. Nothing is being... Nothing is being... Uh-oh, uh-oh. Somebody dropped out. I'm putting him back in. Who's it gonna be? Who's it gonna be? Who's it gonna be? Let me get to the corner there and get that one out so everybody has a fair shot. Let me get to the corner of the bag over there and dig that one out. Mix them around in the middle. Get through. Just cut through with the fingers and just throw them in the air and pick one. Here we go. No, nope. someone. No, nope. come on, let go. There's someone two. could. Someone right there could two, have two one. You ready? 
it's Richard Jeffries. Or wait a second, I'm not gonna. I haven't opened it up yet. I have let Rob do the last <laughs> two. Maybe I should let you do this to read the winner for you to go in there and grab him. Here you go. So now it's up to me. Yeah. I'll stir it around a little bit. Here we go. So Matt's doing it. Here we go. Here it is. Phil's WW. Phil's WW wins? He won. Wow. I think Phil's WW is from Australia. Ah. Congratulations, I think, mate. Well, Phil's. Wow. Okay. Well, Phil's get in touch. I think he's uh, he's emailed before on uh, on the Gmail, so I think I might be able to find him a little bit easier than most. But wow, congratulations, Phil! Here he's down. Here he's down here. Should we see who the runner-up is? Who's the run? No, don't even tease them. <laughs> don't even tease them. There's a lot of uh, upset people right now. I wish I had more to give away. I really do. This is it. But this is a. There's a lot in here. There's a lot in here for me, and I'm going to write a little something. Send that out to Phil's. So, uh, here you go. Thank you so much. Thank you for being a part of that, everybody. We will do more of those raffles, because it's a lot of fun. A lot of anticipation. I'll find more to do. Okay, are you ready to do this? Here it is. 824. 824. We did a little bit of that. Now I want to do this. I'm going to take a quick... Um, a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to go and jump into our trolling section of the evening. Trolling, talk radio trolling. Amazing. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Does he look like a bitch? Yeah, there it is, the gay bomb. Look it up for yourself. I mean, this is what they're... What do you think tap water is? It's a gay bomb, baby. And I'm not saying people didn't naturally have homosexual feelings. I'm not even getting into it, quite frankly. I mean, give me a break. You think I am like, oh, shocked by it, so I'm up here bashing it because I don't like gay people? I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay. Do you understand that? Serious crap. I'm sick of being social engineered. It's not funny. Quite frankly, listen live or download it and take it with you wherever you go while you're driving, walking, working, or playing dirty dog. For all things, go to quitefrankly.tv. You like what you see? Become a sponsor. Quite Frankly streams live weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern wherever you get your podcast. So for everything, it's quitefrankly.tv. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward, how much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, now go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits and not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that and that ain't you. You're better than that.
that that Rocky, that Balboa, uh, that Balboa speech is always it really pumps me up. Yeah, I started laughing because you know what I thought it. If someone would edit like him giving that speech, did you ever see the video of him just getting beat by uh, Ivan Drago? Where it's like no offense, it's edited. Yeah, yeah. They should fucking put that after just show him getting his ass kicked. No, the 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 Rocky. As much as I love those Rocky films, you, we, we the the Rocky strategy of just allowing somebody to beat you nearly to death to get them tired is really just it's uh that's ridiculous. Well, Ali used to do that, and look what happened to him. Exactly. You know, you know, they cut out in in Balboa. They actually cut out a few lines from. They cut out a few lines from that that speech. What what he said? He was he he said this, something about and they 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 felt it was out of place, so they they just took it out. But something about how life is not about how hard you can how hard you can hit, but how hard you can get hit by dolphins and keep moving forward. Or, this dolphin thing again with the dolphins. It's, I'm not even it's just so ridiculous. He didn't have sex with dolphins. I don't know if he had sex with dolphins, but it, it what I heard was that he was part of the production of dolphins. He's porn. never even seen a dolphin in his life. <laughs> <laughs> He's never seen a dolphin in his fucking life. Okay. Well, I will get to the bottom of that one day. If we ever have his brother Frank on the show, I can ask him. Did your brother? You should try and get him on. Actually, I, I, he's on my wish list. I would love to have Frank Stallone on. He wrote uh, some of the songs from that uh, John Travolta movie. Which? Where he's a disco guy. Saturday Night Fever. Yeah, that. Yeah. Frank Stallone wrote movie. I think he wrote some of the songs. Wrote songs. Uh, Might have helped write some of the songs with the. Uh, the Australian band, the Bee Gees, wherever they were from. The Bee Gees are Australian. Yeah, I think so. That's another thing I didn't know. Yeah. Wow, you bring a lot of lot of information to the table. Two things I just didn't know it was just walloped with reality. All right, let's get to this. And now I want to I want to have some first. Here's a, here's one thing, Matt. This is for you. This came from, um, you know, you remember Gadget Doc, his father. Yeah. Oh, wow. Gadgetdoc's father watches the show. Hey, what's up, man? Well, Brian Sr. said this, and it's for you. You remember when we were talking to, uh, we were talking to our guest last, uh, no, two Saturdays ago, uh, Bill Barnes, about his time at, on the Titanic. Yeah. And you, you were, your main point of contention was about how the ship can just fall apart by vibration. Well... Brian Senior, who is a sub vet, he's a submarine vet. I mean, I'm I'm not even going to question what he says because well, of it's not it doesn't it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't vindicate, validate, or or whatever. It's just some food for thought. He wanted to send it out to you. Uh, he said, while I'm very skeptical of past life regression, three factual things about vibration, Frank. When a ship goes into back emergency, it does vibrate and shake due to cavitation, uh, cavitation, cavitation on the screws. I have experienced this vibration several times. Number two, I was on the initial sea trails with the USS Nimitz. I was on the South Carolina CGN-37, where the ships are testing systems on a cruise. 
Uh, immediately after all went into this, uh, immediately afterwards, we all went into the shipyard, and the Nimitz had cracks in its screws from the stress they put on when they were going from uh, a head flank back to emergency. And number three. When at the Calvert Cliffs nuclear plant, a section of the high-pressure turbine cracked and completely separated without going, uh, with, without going the outer casing due to vibration. Uh, I was present when all these things happened and was monitoring the vibration equipment on the last item. I thought Matt would like to know vibration can definitely break something without completely destroying it. So it was like vibrating and just... Somehow vibrated enough to kind of. I mean, I guess. Well, I could. The whole. And, and I guess to, to kind of make this run parallel to the Titanic, uh, thing. Yeah, there was some sort of an impact, whether it be a full-on impact or a, if it was a full-on impact with the iceberg, it probably wouldn't have sank because it it would have just it would have been a blunt. Impact from the beginning, but I people always said it was the grazing that cut open, um, the hull, whatever, um. But the impact obviously was there, and then there was the the whole idea that they were going so, you know, ahead, full on into the night, and then they threw it into reverse, and through the, and through, uh, you know, that, that that that's pretty much she's talking about here, going into reverse, emergency reverse, and creating a lot of uh, shaking. Who knows what happens? Anyway, just wanted to put that out there. Now, here is a thread. And then we're going to take some calls after we have our, our laugh here. In New York, especially if you've ever listened to sports talk radio over a significant period of time in the last 25 years or so, then you know the name Mike Francesa. He was solo for a long time, but for a long time prior to that, he was paired up with Chris Russo, who we actually made fun of, and I uh, made a subject of some of my ranting on the gun control issue when almost all the sports world had an opinion on what the Senate should or should not do about gun control after the Uvalde shooting. Chris Russo made an ass of himself. I'm sure that he was very uh, righteously emotional and he was thinking about children, but obviously showing that he should just stick to batting averages and golf and betting on racehorses and mm -hmm. stop talking about American civics because he doesn't have any any frame of reference there. Anyway, Mike Francesa and Chris Russo, they did a lot together. And in New York, um, Francesa is a pretty grumbly cold figure with people with callers and i've heard him ruin a lot of people's days and it made me real made me feel real bad i have learned how to handle audiences live audiences especially call-ins you know um sometimes you have to just move people along and sometimes callers are just so bad you have to find a way to jettison uh, for the, the, the for the primary purpose of just trying to save face for them but I've learned a lot from how badly people like Mike Francis have treated people over the years on the air. And that's why when they get trolled, I really, really enjoy it. So here is a thread from this great, uh, this great Mike Francesa uh, Twitter account that documents all of his foibles and all that stuff. It's called Back that, at Back After This. Back After This. And here it is. It's called Funhouse. They're a verified account and everything. Now, here is a, a little bit of something I think Matt will like. This was one particular time. It's two minutes long. 
when a caller calls into Mike Francesa to ask if the New York Giants <laughs> and the San Francisco Giants ever get together for dinner because they have the same team name. So listen to this. Dan and Warwick, what's up, Dan? Uh, hey, Mike. Uh, I just got a, uh, a question about the Giants. Uh, in your years of experience, have you ever seen, uh, you know, this, how the San Francisco Giants were once the New York Giants has there ever been either a franchise to franchise or maybe even player to player get together when San Francisco comes to New York? Like, do they ever say hi? Maybe uh, I don't know, go out to dinner or something. Uh, oh, I don't know what, is, what are you talking about. <laughs> is there ever any interaction when the San Francisco Giants come to New York or vice versa? The San Francisco like, Giants come to New York and do what? Have a game. Uh, you know, they, play they, ever, the, like, they play against the Mets, and what do you want to happen now? Did the, did the New York Giants ever reach out to them, either the players or the franchises? The football you know, they, Giants? Yeah, the football Giants. Well, what is the con connection between the San Francisco Giants and the football Giants? Well, they used to be in New York, and they got the same name. But they have they have nothing to do with each other. There's no connection. Not, they have different ownership. They, there's no connection between the two teams. I mean, there's no connection in any way between the two teams. They have no relationship. He's so serious. Do you think because they're giants are like know. brothers or something? That might be the weirdest question I got in a long time. I mean, that might, and and I think that's an honest question. That might be the strangest question. No, it's not. That's the best thing. It's not an honest question. This is this is the 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 essence of trolling. If you can just do that and draw somebody in to respond unironically to something that is so ridiculous. Now, but there are some people when you know that it is honest and they are just dumb. Um, there's a few in here, but we're, we don't have the time for everything. I should call them up and ask them the real, how uh, Mike Trout and Tim Salmon are related. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Trout and Tim Salmon. Tim Salmon's Mike Trout's <laughs> uncle. Uh, but here is, um, here's Mike Francesa screaming about Harambe. This is when Harambe was shot dead, and people were saying they shouldn't have shot the gorilla, and he's getting mad because people were saying that they should have saved the gorilla and not the, and, uh, you know, it, when it comes, when it compares to a child's life, but he keeps calling, he calls Harambe gorilla, you know, he's got that New York gorilla, soda, that kind of shit. Um, let's take a listen to this one, 20, 37 seconds. Can you imagine if that was your child in there? You're going to have people who are going to say, wait a second, I'm worried about the gorilla? When your kid's in there basically maybe seconds from having his head crushed? We live in a world now where you are going to be more concerned with the gorilla than you are the little boy? How, where, what's wrong with you people? They're thinking about him. He fell into a, an area where he's in there with a gorilla who is dragging him around that habitat, and you're telling me you're worried about the gorilla's welfare? The Harambe was not dragging the kid yeah, around. He doesn't even know what he's talking about. Gorilla's not going to crush your head. It's going to rip your limbs off. Yeah, jeez. Completely different. And then if it wants to, it might pick a rock up and, and crush your head. But Afterwards, probably not. But you'll It'll be dead. probably at... just rip your limbs off and play with your body. And you'll probably be dead at that point. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, some people can survive that. Now, here's the thing, Matt. You would never... Ever. You know, this is Harambe. We know what kind of importance this had in the world. He's connected to Trump. Everything. This kicked off. This was such a major injection of meme, the memetics of 2016. You would never be able to explain to Mike Francesa how important and how, how that gorilla changed the world. Yeah.
you would never be able to explain to him how that gorilla changed the world. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, now, this one, <clears throat> this one I had to find. Uh, where the hell is it? Trolling at its finest. New Jersey, Rusty in New Jersey confuses the hell out of Mike Francesa. I don't know. Let's see. This is all from back after this. One bizarre start to finish while chainsaw roars in the background. A caller tells Mike Francesa that he killed his abusive father. <laughs> you want to hear this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Figure. Robert Roselle, what's up? Wait. Okay, here we go. What's up, Robert? Mike, I'm going to give it to you from a different perspective. I grew up being abused by my father. Okay? Mm -hmm. And my mom knew what was going on. Uh, an, an authority figure. Um, my grandparents, my aunts, my uncles, teachers, neighbors, the police, all knew what was going on. Well, wait, how is that okay. possible? Well, because my mom was abused. Now, this is. Well, wait a second. What do you mean? The, you said your teachers and the police knew what was going on. The yes, police let the police condoned 19, it. This was from 1963 to 1978. And the police condoned it. The police would not do anything because you were not allowed to press charges unless you were 18. All right. I mean, it's a okay. terror. All right. Okay. This is what happened. <laughs> and uh, so I'm telling you, our neighbors knew. My mom's family knew. My father's family knew. Teachers knew. And um, this is back to the 70s. If you go to the Godfather movie, you know, don't get involved. So everyone knew what was happening <laughs> in our house, but nobody stepped in until I killed them. I killed him in self-defense when I was 14 years old. Well, this is a time, I and this is, how do I know? I see, I, the problem is I can't take this as being a real story. I don't know if this is a real story or not. So, I mean. now, in, in his defense, how do you verify that? You know, uh, it sounded like he was telling the truth, but how do you verify it? Well, there's more. There's a lot more here. Here's, what I, here's the one I want to bring up. I got this one. I had to go out and find this one because I knew that this one existed, and I loved it. This is when somebody calls in uh, to ask about slapping Mike's butt cheeks. Here you go. This uh, this this is one of the best. And this is with Chris Russo still on the show. Here you go. Worried about the uh, Jack on the cell phone. Jack, what's going on today? Hey, Mike, I want to slap your butt cheeks. <laughs> okay, I heard that from Jack on Saturday. <laughs> Did you see Chris how he scrambled? <laughs> Watch how Chris scrambles with his uh, his uh, iced coffee or whatever. A cell phone. Jack, what's going on today? Hey, Mike, I want to slap your butt cheeks. <laughs> okay, I heard that from Jack on Saturday. Here's uh, nicely produced Mike and Yonkers. Mike, what's you going on today? you got to see if you can find the Bro Montana one, bro. Someone calls him up and says something about He's like, Bro Montana? What, is, what does that even mean? We can find that. Here's two and a half minutes, though, of a compilation. This left me in tears. This compilation of trolling and prank phone calling left me in tears. Um, and that's when I knew that I had to make this into a uh, a segment with you on a Friday night. So here you go, uh, Mike on his own. Mike, listen, I'm a big Yankee fan. Right. I don't want Noah Syndergaard. He's injury prone. The guy's like a cesspitist. Like you know, people they forget. Uh, there's a cop behind. There's a cop. Behind. Damn it! <laughs> 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 uh, you can just see the guy getting pulled over, right, for using his phone. That's what he's yelling about, right? He's getting pulled over. From, he's on the phone. He's on his car phone. He's using the phone. And he gets pulled over by the cop for using his phone <laughs> as he's making a call. Back in 08 to 09, when we switched stadiums, the Yankees, how did they move 
the bodies of the players at Monument Park, from the old stadium to the new one. <laughs> So for people who don't know, for people who don't know, in Yankee Stadium, beyond center field, it's more so in like right in left center field, they have Monument Park. And they have these big, you know, marble granite slabs for Babe Ruth and, and uh, Miller Huggins and all, all these old timers. And then there's, there's a, an expanded Monument Park there, back there. This guy calls up to talk about <laughs> what did they do to, with all the bodies as if it's a real cemetery. <laughs> Hold on. Back in 08 to 09, when we switched stadiums, the Yankees, how did they move the bodies of the players at Monument Park from the old stadium <laughs> to the new one? Mike, I don't know if you saw it, but did you see Carson Palmer and Sam Darnold were together this week? Um, I guess they met out of Jets camp. Didn't you know, see. if you put them together, you get a Darnold Palmer. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, listen to the squeal at the end. Wait, wait. Hold on. Listen. Darnold Palmer, wait. Mike, I don't know if you saw it, but did you see Carson Palmer and Sam Darnold were together this week? Um, I guess they met out of Jets camp. Didn't you know, see. if you put them together, you get a Darnold Palmer. <laughs> You do the show at the, at your home. Do you, uh... <laughs> I just oh fuck. Hold on, there's more. It gets even better. It gets even better. Hold on. Let's do this. I love how a lot of these things he just just hangs up. You do the show at the, at your home. Do you, uh, my question is, do you do it in your underwear? I'll hang up and listen. <laughs> uh, if that's what you're excited about, I can't help you. Sorry, Brian. <laughs> I'll hang up and listen. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of things. I love when people do that. I'm just going to hang up and listen to your response as if it's going to be really in-depth. And Harold, New Jersey, what's up, Brian? Yeah, hi. Uh, you know, you call me at a bad time right now. I'm kind of, I, I just ate some. Right. <laughs> you call me at a bad time. <laughs> Hold on. we got to do that one again. Oh, my. You know why I love this so much? This reminds me of the kind of people that I, sp I spent four years in high school with. It, 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 the fact that it's a New York kind of trolling going on. Oh, my God. But I can't help you. Sorry. Brian and Harold, New Jersey. What's up, Brian? Yeah, hi. Uh, you know, you call me at a bad time right now. I'm kind of, I, I just ate some. All right. There's a, just a dope who's uh, home from school today. Go go read a book, please. <laughs> I just wanted to tell you before I get into the Jets, I love the app. The app's great. Well, thank you. It's, uh, it's already in the, my top five of all apps. I, I love uh, you know, uh, Fly Calamari is probably my favorite app, and then second is probably Clams Oregonata, <laughs> and then yours is probably third, and then like a four is like Muscles Marinara. I got you. That's good. <laughs> hey, Mike, I was wondering why. <laughs> oh, oh. Clams Oregonata. <laughs> I like your app as well. Lasagna you can eat in one sitting. Brian and. Uh, that's good. Hey, Mike, I was wondering how much lasagna you can eat in one sitting. <laughs> You can hear what he said. It's a very quick clip. He says, "Hey, Mike, I was wondering, <laughs> I was wondering how much lasagna you can eat in one sitting." 
And it's so funny because it's true. These people are on hold for at least an hour and a half just to say this. But it brings so much joy to the world. Thank you for doing this. Oh, hold on. Let's do the lasagna one one more time. I got you. That's good. Hey, Mike. I was wondering how much lasagna you can eat in one sitting. Brian in uh, Jefferson Township. What's up, Brian? Hey, how you doing? What's happening? What's up? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you fine. What's up? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I wanted to talk about um, with Syndergaard. How old is he? Do you know? What, listen, if you want to know how old Syndergaard is, look it up. Mark in Daytona <laughs> Beach. I'm not here. I'm not, I'm not your almanac. How old is Do you know? Oh. <laughs> oh, God. God help me. Oh, there's so much more. Oh, there's so much more. But it's, uh, I just wanted to do that. Oh, I'm crying. I'm crying. Let's, uh, let, let's take some calls. 914-595-6953. What are your hopes and dreams for the new week? What are you thinking right now? Go ahead. Give us a buzz. I'm trying to look for the number through my tears. Oh. 914-595-6953. Five three. There's nothing better than real good live talk show. Like you know the ones the the C-SPAN, the C-SPAN prank yeah. phone calls. Those are yeah. my. Those are uh, uh, another one, another group, a uh, category of prank phone calls that are really just something else. Hold on, C-SPAN prank calls. Good evening. Welcome to Ten Forward. Where are you calling from? Wait, hold on. What is this? Uh, C-SPAN prank calls. Union, New Jersey. Good morning. Hey, good morning. I'm a soldier. I'm serving in the U.S. Army. I'm over there in Germany. I'm back here in the States right now for a little while. Mm -hmm. Now, I have to say, regards to all these people that are so anti-American, you know, in protest, you know, they want to, they're protesting all over Europe against us. You know, all I have to say to them is that, you know, I'm an American and I can suck my own cock. <laughs> Savannah, Georgia, you're next. Good morning. Good morning, Dave. Good morning. Uh, I'm a first. Well, we have a call this morning on the international line from Pakistan. Welcome to the program. Yes, good morning. Good morning. My name is Borsad T. Baghar. I'm from Pakistan. I do not think that this is a good idea because it will only cause further tension between nations of the world. And I feel... And what they say, nobody will do this to Israel. And do you believe that Howard Stern has a small piece? Let's go to Peckway, Pennsylvania. They're going to go crazy in the year 2004. Thank you. Philadelphia, go ahead. Boy, the calls are really fired up this morning. Um, I just want to say I have a really big penis. I can suck my... <laughs> oh, I, I miss these, these, this era. <laughs> C-SPAN at any night. I've never done a, a, a phone call like that before. When was the last time you did a, a, a traditional, a real prank phone call? Uh, I tried a couple weeks ago when I was with some friends at a birthday dinner. Who'd you, who'd you try to call? Um, <clears throat> so I tried calling someone that broke into the middle school when we were kids as an FBI agent saying that we were reopening <laughs> an investigation into it. 
<laughs> fucking almost 25 years ago. We have the, it's something the FBI would do. Yeah. Which is funny. Oh, man. Here, okay, here's a few more. Ranger Billy says, uh, thanks, Frank. Long-time listener. Great to have you out there, Ranger. Laura Y. So, two Soprano stars just died within 24 hours from each other. James Conn wasn't in Sopranos. James Conn James was not Soprano. He was Godfather. Cave Toad says, email sent. Thank you, Frank and Matt. Thanks. Wonderful. I am releasing the scratching ahead of time over there. Very, very nice night on Foxhole. And just stick right there on QuiteFrankly.tv because we have weekend programming that is starting after this show concludes and it is not stopping. Not stopping. I'll be putting up some curated stuff on Sunday night, my own, uh, my own list, but I'll contribute a little bit to what I'm sure Abe and the guys have slapped together for the rest of the weekend that is going to be just as entertaining and mind-expanding. Over there on, on quitefranklysuperchat.com. I think we probably have a bottleneck over there on the Skype again. Albert Frederick says, I remember... Or, wait, wait, I remember what? Is he say? Oh, here you go. Albert Frederick says, from 35 minutes ago, I can't wait until they convince people that they can upload a person's consciousness. The fear of death will have people in line for miles. LMAO, even if it was the truth, could you imagine being Frank stuck in a Rothschild database forever? Yeah, I know, in some kind of a, a gaming console. In some kind of an international, internationalist banker, uh, a PlayStation. There I am, kicking around as an avatar. That'll be fun. Albert Frederick says, I remember, wait, what? We are getting closer to the top now, but I still, I'm still here clicking. This is... This is still real life, right? So Albert's having existential crisis tonight. Silky Johnson says, Are you excited for the final stretch of Better Call Saul? Yes. I'm happy and sad to lose such a phenomenal show. I wonder what happens to Kim and Lalo. How Gene's, sto- uh, how Gene's story ends. What do you think the final message of the story will be? Oh, I, I just don't know. Because you want to know something. Um, those writers... As, as they have done all throughout Breaking Bad and, um, and of course, El Camino, and I don't know what else they're going to be doing, but with this show, they have never failed to be able to um, successfully undercut your expectations and, and, uh, and, make, and, and throw you for a loop. You know, um, it's one of the, and they do it tastefully in a way where it's not just the objective of the show to give you something other than what you're expecting. I don't know what's going on with uh, with Kim's character at this point. I don't think that she dies eventually. I don't think that she dies. She either has to leave. She either gets a, a new identity and gets out with the, uh, the vacuum cleaner guy. I forgot his name right now. I have to get brushed up. It's either that or I don't think she dies because too, too, too uh, traumatic of a split would make the Better Call Saul years a little bit uh, confounding. You know, because uh, how the hell does how does Saul just brush her off to know that, you know, this is a backstory to the series that started it all. I just don't know. Lalo, of course, Lalo uh, Salamanca is one of the best characters on television right now and for a long time. Uh, he is unsettling charismatic he uh, he makes you just really just you, man but cunning and uh, a great villain 
really, really is a great antagonist. I really enjoy him, even though he makes me uncomfortable. And, man, Howard Hamlin did not deserve anything. Did not deserve anything in this past season. Howard Hamlin did not deserve any of it. I, I never understood the whole thing, that Kim, the, the whole uh, mission that Kim and Saul were on, and then the fact that it ended up with Howard getting it like that, getting dirty like that, was uh, really horrible. So, all right, what else do we have here? Uh, Josh from Detroit, we got that. We got everybody here. You guys have been great. You guys have been great. 8.55, I think that's where we're going to end because the phones are not working. And uh, to hell with it. You all uh, have a wonderful weekend. Oh, we have a tip on Rockfin. A tip on Rockfin is from Chuck Sellers. Chuck Sellers is always great to see Matt. Vladimir Putin sounds a bit like Adams or Jefferson at this point. Don't say that in, uh, in certain circles. But uh, it's interesting to see what's coming to a head out there in the East. And uh, you know it's not just going to go away. That there's a much bigger plan that is dialed into. So just remember, prepare, prepare your soul, prepare your basement, make sure that you have food, you have water, you have good friends that you trust, have uh, plans for all contingencies, and I will see you guys on Monday the 11th. Monday, July 11th, we'll be right back here. We have great guests all week. Thank you so much, Matt. It's been wonderful hanging out with you. What do you, what do you got going on this weekend? Oh, well, on Sunday, I got my cousin's graduation party. Nice. Uh, He's going to go to college for sports science. He's going to be a scientist of sports. Is he going, does he want to get into, like, um, (coughs) he wants to get into the the sports medicine aspect of things? Yeah, so, you know, he can give me HGH when I'm 70. When I'm 75, I might want HGH as well. Something be like Sly Stallone. Yeah, we could we could do action films again. Yeah, you know because we're doing action films now. We can we can get back on the horse. I just meant you can still be you know, jacked, young, young and jacked, doing dolphin porn. <clears throat> I'll never give up the dolphin porn. I'll never give it up. All right, everybody, it's wonderful to have you here this week. We'll see you on Monday. Have a good one. I'll catch you on the flip side. Quite frankly, it's film before a live studio audience, and now our super chatters. Starting from the top, Albert Frederick, Silky Johnson, Josh from Detroit, Miss Manic, Poopy Pants Beige, and American Patriot 99. Thank you, everybody, so much who took part in this raffle for the book. Uh, it was a lot of a lot of fun. I'm actually I'm very upset that it's over, and I wish I could have given something like this to far more people than just the one. But congratulations to Phil's WW for the victory, and we will find something new to raffle off soon. Thank you for supporting me, my family, this show, and get on over to quitefrankly.tv and enjoy weekend programming that starts right now. about it though, Tom. Sudden weight loss. AIDS? Nobody's got AIDS. I don't want to hear that word here again.